electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Volatility rolls on as Regeneron calls the new variant a great concern. Moderna CEO suggests a material drop in vaccine efficacy, although data is still coming. Ten-year yield 141, oil 67, gasoline futures lowest since April, and the VIX at 26. Our roadmap begins with those COVID fears roiling stocks on track for a sharply lower open after that warning from Moderna. Plus, the FDA begins to meet this hour to consider Merck and Ridgeback's new COVID drug. If it gets approval from the panel, well, the pill would be the first oral home treatment available for mild to moderate COVID. And watching the supply chain, Elon Musk says the nightmare is not over, although Walmart and now Volkswagen says they see signs of improvement. So we'll start with this uh, this morning's action and Regeneron Moderna. What do we do with this? Jeez, I've got to tell you, I, we interviewed Meg yesterday. I mean, I actually interested. Listen, was Bansell a little more optimistic? She did not necessarily uh, disagree with that. Now, Bansell, uh, are there two Bansells? Are the Bansell that spoke to the FT and basically told you, look, uh, things aren't this is working. Moderna's here. CEO, we should point oh, out. For absolutely. Who may not know I thought by this point name. everyone knew, but you're absolutely yeah. right. It's not like sure. You know? No, it's not like uh, sure. Or Madonna. I mean, if you go back, and I read the FT interview, and he calls it a material drop in effectiveness. Did anybody hear that when he spoke to Meg? So what happened? What did he find out yesterday? Pfizer, meanwhile, Borla hasn't changed his view. I think Pfizer's got something pretty effective. But then we had Len uh, from Regeneron, Len Schleifer. He basically had been saying that his thing could be great, and now it's not. I come back and say this means slowdown. It does not mean the end. It means slowdown. And slowdown is such that when we have Powell, who spoke before he heard Borla in the remarks, I think he's going to come back and say, look, I told you that we've got real problems here. And so, therefore, I think that we're back in slowdown mode. And what do you buy in slowdown mode? Well, they're buying homes. How do we, we slow down, though? You know, I ask we don't, because we just, we're not going to lock down. No way. Well, no, but you no saw the tenure. You saw the tenure. One four. Certainly seen the tenure. Well, that's saying slow down. One six only. Whatever a week ago, and here one, we six, are. Seven. One six seven. Yeah. yeah. No, but I just um, slow it down. is saying it. But what does it slow look down. like? Okay, what slow. does it actually look? All right. You want to know because what it looks like? Is it you have to go secular growth? Okay, that means you have to go back into the web. I have Salesforce tonight. They report now. Stock was up twelve yesterday. That certainly doesn't help the cost. But I do think you go secular growth and you go drugs. Now, people are throwing away the drug stocks. I think that's a very big mistake. Throwing away healthcare, right. very big mistake. Right. I mean, it's not like all these healthcare companies require you to be able to go like Medtronic, where you got to go to the office. To, there's elective. There's nothing elective about most of these drug companies. Now, I'm not saying go by Merck because you know the new chatter. As I said of Key Truder, their key anti-cancer franchise. People are actually worried about loss well, of. What parts of the economy actually start to really suffer? Then I guess that's what I'm trying to fully understand. The industry. We're not going to lock down. Industrial. Just demand is going to drop. You right. Think. Activity travel, will drop. Travel. Travel. Leisure. Travel will. Come you don't down. want to sit here and say, you know what? I'm buying Southwest. And I'm buying Southwest because, um, well, uh, there. 
I mean, what I have to do, I'm trying to teach in this investment club is, when you see something, and it sounds like you should buy it because, wow, it's down. It might be down for a reason. I mean, American Air has fallen very badly. I mean, maybe someone knows. Someone's certainly in possession of bookings. And I just can't imagine suddenly bookings go up. I know a lot of us have holiday vacations that we have already canceled because we're, fa- we're fearful. So Carl, I think fear means slowdown. But slowdown does not mean the end. It does not mean the end. It right. means a shift. What means the question the- is how long it is, too. Right? I, well, mean, I mean, if there is, in until fact, the next variant. from the variant until the next one. Or, look, if we were all um, vaccinated, you know that this would be different. Right now, discussion. it's moving in South Africa through an unvaccinated population, and it may be out-competing Delta, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will do the same here, where we are largely vaccinated. But, but look, we haven't. I've been saying over and over, we have not had the case here. When we get the case here, that's the, the second shoe. But what I fear is, is that we know. We still don't know so many things, Joe. But we, well, I mean, some people seem to know, other people don't. If this was insider trading, we would be saying everybody's just guilty. Well, that's always the question, I guess. What, what, what Are they allowed to trade? He's Anyone in these companies? Len Schleifer's worried, NIH. although he likes to talk his book a lot. South African doctor says symptoms are different, and perhaps, I mean, it seems to affect a different population to a certain extent. Right, but the South African um, doctor, who is of some note, she's not saying that things are horrible. But that was what the, why the market came back yesterday. Was the, it's really kind of interesting, Carl. The market rallied because of Bansell. And what Bansell, the CEO of Moderna, what Bansell giveth, he tooketh away. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I want Bansell back on. Explain to me how you could be bullish at 7.15 and then negative at 4 o'clock. I don't get that. It was a weird, a weird evolution in his commentary. Uh, he did reference talking to some scientists who said this is not going to be good. Uh, that was one wrinkle that we did not hear on Squawk Box yesterday. True. But I also feel that when we have this kind of inconsistency, uh, we owe it to the viewers to have Bansell back and say, okay, look, is it, was, it, was it the Squawk Bansell or was it the FT Bansell? Because I've got to tell you, I parsed what he said yesterday. It was radically different. We did have Schleifer on this morning from that the Ron, so of course, and that was good. It's always good to hear from Len. Uh, and, and, you know, he made a point, and I think people should listen, because the antibodies, the antivirals, and we'll talk about the Merck drug in a, in a moment, uh, could prove key here in preventing what it does appear to have been the fact that this virus was able to mutate in one immunocompromised individual for a very long period of time. Take a listen. Some people like to say this is man against virus, but in some respects, it's mankind against virus. We're all sort of one organism. And if we have a weak link in the chain because some people unfortunately are having chemotherapy or or you know that in the Gauteng province in South Africa, the instance of HIV infection is about 20%. So it's not a surprise that in that immunocompromised population, that variants are emerging and they're emerging by leapfrog kind of a mutation, not slow evolution. And this is gonna keep going uh, until we deal with um, treating everybody, including the immunocompromised. Although the oral antivirals, both from Merck and Pfizer, do stop and repress that mutation, that that would occur well, look, there. And I, so they could be very important in mitigating variants as well, because remember, they don't act on the spike protein to begin with. Uh, and today, of course, uh, the FDA panel is going to be considering Molnupiravir, the Merck Ridgeback drug right. that we've been following for a long period of time. Schleifer took a shot at it, talking about the interim versus the, the full analysis over the, over the full trial period. 
Uh, but judging from the FDA's slides, the staff, and what they're saying, uh, there does seem to be quite a bit of support for it from the staff, and one would expect the panel will follow through as well. well. It, it, they allot as much as eight hours, but we should know, Meg Terrell says, certainly by the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm involved in drug trials. You get 30 percent, that's okay. 30 cents well, better also, than And death basically zero. So right. I mean, that's, but that's, that's okay, the, that's then you raise the point. And David. don't forget, again, this goes back to what Schleifer was just talking about, this idea that immunocompromised people, there are a lot of them, and, and they're this the, would be they're effective the incubators. exactly they are in the incubators. knocking down the virus so that you don't get this kind of uh, variant mutation. But an average of 50,000 people die in the last 10 years for the flu, okay? 50,000 people. If you're telling me that you can take this pill, which has now been renowned as being something that drove Merck down 10 points because Pfizer allegedly has something better. If you can take this pill, think about it. Well, that means it's, it's going to kill fewer people in, than influenza. So, I mean, we could sit here and say the world's coming to an end, or we can say, you know what, United Airlines, at a certain point, if you want to get aggressive, you can buy that. I prefer to go back and buy American Electric Power. I, I want to buy one of the FANGs because FANG, it's just, it's ineluctable. Digitization just does not stop. Uh, witness the fact that you know, we, we should have to, we have to understand there are two forecasts for what happened Black Friday and uh, oh, yes. Cyber Monday. Yep. And I'm going with, uh, I'm going with, with Harley Finkelstein. Up from uh, president of Shopify, doing much better than what the Adobe numbers are because they represent international, but they also represent the new modern capitalism. Yep. Modern capitalism, as we know from a fantastic piece in the Wall Street Journal, the resignation is not to resign and sit around and watch Netflix. It's to actually have your own company. Or start your own business. Uh, I that's why you've seen that piece. record business creation. Although uh, Adobe did come out a few moments ago and say um, uh, sales down one four. Uh, for the weekend, yeah, which Harley is the Tilton. first time ever. And then they said, buy now, pay later uh, revenue. Huge bump in buy now, pay later. Affirm, affirm, affirm. Uh, and then Afterpay, Square. We haven't mentioned Jack. Jack Stan was Square. Jack, there's we'll another We'll talk one. about him in a moment. Okay, but, sorry, I didn't make bring him up. The sl- is there a slowdown already? No. I mean, it, No, there's numbers, absolutely not a slowdown. Those year-over-year no, numbers Capitalism you? has changed here, I think. I think that we. this is modern capitalism, and it's happening very quickly. We don't seem to realize that people do not necessarily want to buy traditional. Uh, when you look at Etsy's numbers, Etsy's been a fabulous stock. When you look at Shopify's numbers, Shopify's going to have double digit. They're going to be right now. They're well behind Amazon Web Services. But right. uh, Shopify's doing incredibly well. Etsy, Etsy doing, plays on both well, sides here as well. All the sellers who now it, devote yes. most of their time and have, to Carl's point in this Wall Street Journal story we were referencing, have left, have left the workforce, so to speak. And well, actually, you like my now term? Sell. I came up with it. Modern. Modern capitalism. Modern. You like it? How about postmodern? No, what is it? It's not a painting for How about contemporary sake? capitalism? No. No, he's like, I mean, he goes to Rothko. I'm still at Cezanne. Rothko listen is, to me. Yeah, no. L- yeah, you're listen, at Rothko is worth like, a lot of money. Like, yeah. L- listen, listen to me. Okay, I'm listening. Listen to me. Um, when you look at Shopify <laughs> and you look at Etsy, what you should be thinking about is, first, no supply chain problems. Second, uh, Back to a level of capitalism that is almost pre what I regard as the not the cotton gin, but certainly the factory floor. And, you know, I don't know if you guys ever order anything on Etsy, but they always come with notes. They tell you what to do. I mean, they don't, you don't get those notes when you go to Nordstrom. You used to get like nice calls. But I love shopping at Etsy because then they come back and suggest here's a better idea. You don't want to just be Jimmy Chills Dills. You want to have, you know, they have another slogan for my pickles. Which, by the way, I had way too much all space spice this year. Mm. Not next year. Okay, good. They're too sweet. Too sweet. You can't have that. There's nothing worse than a bad pickle. 
Uh, how about 57 jars of bamboo? <laughs> Um, well, we'll talk about uh, some of the metrics we're going to watch today. By the way, I think uh, I think Bansell is speaking again later oh, on. Oh no! Which Bansell is this going to be? So maybe we get yeah, some he's Jekyll clarity. Hyde, this guy. Uh, you got Topol on tonight on Mad. That's well, Topol has no, no dog in the hunt. Right. See, is no. I mean, when you have these guys, uh, well, except I love Dr. Gottlieb, but when you have these guys, like let's say I remember speaking with Pfizer, and they said, "Listen, you're going to need a booster," and that's going to, you know, and I said, "Well, that's going to make a fortune for Pfizer." He says, "Oh, that's you. That's what you say." You're going to be crying for a booster three months later. Well, uh, and I said, nah, this is just Pfizer making a little more money. Uh-uh. I got my booster. Get them all By the together. way, fourth booster, according Got to Dr. Lee, Topol, Topol, no increase. No? Not now. Well, maybe the fourth booster is going to be against Omicron. So, What do you think about Omicron? What they had to say about Omicron? I don't think the, it's the not the easiest Greek letter, is it? No, and Omicron, the uh, advertising firm, must just be like, <laughs> like well, I'm dropping well, that But Omicron. Although Delta Airlines probably grateful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Delta Airlines. Yeah. I uh, know. Well, you know, someone's saying we have to go in my ear, and I'm com- today I'm completely ignoring it because of the variant. All right, Dave, the variant trumps anything. Just a warning to the booth this morning. Right. Period. Uh, take a look at futures here. We're off of the early morning lows, uh, but a long day of trading ahead. And, of course, Powell in front of Senate banking uh, beginning around 10 a.m. A lot more squawk on the street after the break. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back, uh, 24 hours or so. Actually, almost exactly since we uh, uh, told people that uh, Jack Dorsey would be stepping down as Twitter's CEO. And about an hour and a half after that, we got the news. In fact, it was immediate. And so Twitter does have a new CEO in reporting uh, since then, of course, and many others have uh, had this as well. This was something in terms of the succession plan that had been put in place for some time. Uh, it does appear, uh, based on a number of conversations, certainly that I had with people familiar with the situation, uh, Parag Agarwal was the chosen uh, successor to Mr. Dorsey. The only question was really when would Dorsey choose yeah. to and or when would the board and Dorsey come to an agreement that it was time for him to see you later. Uh, as we know, he has not been solely focused on Twitter, to say the least, for quite some time. 
Uh, he will continue as CEO of Square, where, by the way, a lot more of his net worth is at stake. Right. If that matters to him, he is one of the richest people in the country already. Uh, and, of course, we know he's very focused on Bitcoin and crypto and things of that nature. But, you know, the question now, Jim, is what's this guy going to do? Uh, the board, uh, as, as again, I, I've reported and others, uh, was fully behind him for quite some time as the option they would go to when Dorsey stepped down. And in his memo yesterday as well, Dorsey indicated he also uh, was fully in support of that for a long period of time. But, David, do you think that having the technologists with technology that we all know, frankly, is not that good is the best hire? Now, I understand, you know, this IPO, do you know it was only up 12% from the IPO all this period? Uh, Twitter? That's all it was. Yeah, uh, $26 yeah. IPO. So, was. I mean, I think that in the end... You know, from if he bought it, I think in the end, I was hoping for someone who uh, would be dynamic about being a salesperson for Twitter. Now you could say Ned Seal, but obviously Ned was not. He was not really considered. Not really considered. No. Um, Other than by me. Other than by you. And, you know, they overrode me completely. They did. But Brett they Taylor, did. I think, was heavily involved. Yes, he, and he's a significant change President as well, of sales becoming the, the chairman now. Right. Uh, and, you know, I know Elliot, for example, uh, put a statement out saying they're very excited by not just uh, Argerwall, but by Brett Taylor. They own, I think, it's still roughly. But do you think it signals any sort of major change in direction? It's unclear. You know, there, I think there's a hope that it will, he will mirror the fact. I mean, Satya Nadella was an insider, too, right? May not be That's said, true. Oh. And then look what he's been able to do. There is certainly a hope on the part of some shareholders that it will follow a similar playbook. Yes, somebody who's been at the company for some period of time, but is unleashed in some way, in a, in a different way as a result right. of not being the CEO. And Although, then you didn't mention the sale of half the shares. Uh, Nadella, yeah. Uh, Nadella sold can, almost a quarter billion dollars I mean, worth of Microsoft. Can you really blame him? That stock is appreciated tremendously. And I think that... Can't blame him. Estate planning. By the no, way, Twitter's kidding. got a, a headline out just a few moments ago. Starting today, uh, you will not be able to share private media such as images or videos of private individuals without their consent. I mean, you have to pay? I, that's just the headline on uh, wow. out of Reuters a moment so ago. So somebody who takes a video on their camera of somebody and puts it on Twitter, no more, if they, unless that person consents. Interesting. <laughs> By the way, Agarwal is now the youngest CEO in the S&P. Really? And an interesting um, note yesterday that the heads of IBM, Palo Alto, Microsoft, Twitter, and Google are now all immigrants raised in India. Well, I'm more remarkable. You know, I, look, I'm so pro-immigration, I run the risk of half the people probably hate that. But, you know, when you look at uh, Val Afshar from Salesforce, or evangelist, always has these lists of people who weren't born here. And you just say, maybe that's our strength. Maybe our, our nation's strength. Certainly it's has the been melting for a pot. Long period of time. Remember, like you were growing up, and your parents would say, like, you know, we have a melting pot. Like, yeah, well, okay, that's all, good. I mean, then the melting pot turned out to be a witch's brew. Don't have to go back too many generations. No, right? For us all to have. Got well, yeah, here Revolution somehow. 1848. My grandma. 1848. Yeah, out of Germany. Yeah, you were pretty early. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not exactly on a Mayflower. No, you're no Mayflower. <laughs> I'm, I, Adobe as well. I forgot Adobe. That's a, that's a good one to add. To oh, Sean yeah, knew. Exactly. Oh, man, he would shoot you a rocket. Yeah, exactly. Man, it's a lot of value those guys have created. <laughs> yes. Ooh. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell. Take another look here at Futures as we get uh, the volatility continuing today. We're back in a moment. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older 
like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash on this Tuesday. We start trading about eight minutes or so from now. You've talked a lot about Ford, but apparently you got more to say. Well, look, I have to tell you, it's Adam Jonas that's a lot more to say. Now, I don't know if you ever talk with Adam. He is what I call the most thoughtful and provocative analyst in the industrials today. And he says this. I thought this was a little shocking. Ford on pace to sell more EVs than GM in U.S. for 2021 right now. And a lot of it is the Mustang Mach-E, which is just pumped, you know, 2848 per month. Now, he makes a lot of money, Jim Farley, I'm speaking about, on the Mustang Mach-E. It's not just something that they just throw out there. This is part of the Get Musk squad. Now, but David, here's what's something very interesting. GM, let's not over, uh, overlook that they've got the Hummer coming out with 1,000 horsepower. David, a car, what happens when you have a car or a truck is the more horsepower, that means more powerful. Got it. Thank you. Right. Yes. It's a restage of it when we had horses. Appreciate that. But I like this. They're going, Jonas thinks they're going to go from 3.5 of Ford's volume to 11.5 in fiscal year 2025. Now you're starting to talk. Uh, now, I, I would tell you, as much as I love Adam, and he's sneaking up on Ford, he hasn't really liked it, I think those numbers are going to be dramatically too low. So even with this... And by the way, you have been there for every one of those percentage points. Actually, here. Yeah. Uh, you still think more to go? No, I You're don't think You're not giving that. up. It's an investment club name, and I think it's not more to go. I know it's more to go. You know. Well, if you believe in EV. Look, this man is changing Ford radically. They don't make stuff that they can't make money on, and they are EVing their lineup like you wouldn't believe. You're not going to be able to get one of the F-150s. You're just not. The electrified ones, the lightnings. Get in line. Now, the Hummer you can't get either, but the Hummer's 100 Gs. The, uh, this, the F-150 is going to be your go-to, light your house, do your business in it. I'm excited about the F-150. It can act as a generator if your power yes. goes out. You're not going to use it to now, light your Unfortunately, house. I, I, I bought a different one. Yeah. I bought the Maverick. Okay. And let me know when that comes. Will do. Will do. Yeah, a lot of people waiting for cars, whether they're Teslas, well, you know what, whether David, they're Rivians, well, whether they're get... Lucids, whether they're Ford F1. Can you believe whether, that, yeah, that, that a Lucid lot hangs of people in there? Waiting. Lucid hangs in there. Yeah. Apparently, when I went zero to 80 in like half a second, people remember that. And I remember, too, because it was like a thrill ride. It was like Pharaoh's Fury. All right, we'll take a look. And you can remember what podcast? What are you? What are you pumping here? The uh, yeah, I'm pumping the podcast. Now do independent. Now do the club. No, I'm doing the podcast. I want the club. I'm doing the podcast. You can catch us every day. Don't forget, anytime, anywhere. It's the Squawk in the Street opening bell podcast. Ha! Talk. We'll talk investment club later.
Both Powell and Yellen will speak in front of Senate Banking today. We did get Powell's remarks and Yellen's uh, yesterday afternoon. Talked about Omicron being um, a downside risk, Jim. potentially inhibiting labor supply and intensifying supply chain difficulties. Well, I mean, I, we're going to hear from uh, Doug McMillan in his talk with uh, the White House. Uh, my, all my sources, whether they be railroads, uh, whether they be trucks, whether they be retailers, say things are just gotten much better. So I don't want to talk too much about supply. I do think that Jay Powell's human, and that means he might have gotten the early band sell and not the later one, because you notice he's, what? You notice he's saying, hey, well, listen, it could be a factor. Well, I mean, how about all the cancellations that you're already hearing? How quickly did people, the turtles, go right back into their shell? How quickly? I mean, I already got some conversations going virtual overnight. Between trying to mitigate risk and and getting too far ahead of things and and making a decision that's not based on anything. And it's, I don't know where the line is, but you're right. I mean, I'm waiting for when employers who have mandated coming back to the office at least two to three days a week by Jan 1 push that out. I'm sure we're going to see announcements. We've already seen many of the big tech right. companies say, don't even worry about but it. But I'm talking the about tech others. companies are able to close deals. I don't think the banks are as easily able to close deals on Zoom. Well, they've been doing it. I've been doing it, but I just look. All right, why is City at 63 when it's tangible books in the high 70s? What's that about? It's not about closing deals on Zoom. It's about other things. A lot of, what, concerns about the book? Yeah, just, I can't just shrug your shoulders. It's a major bank. Thank you. Uh, let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's Virtus ETF Solutions celebrating the Virtus Real Asset Income ETF. At the NASDAQ, it's Cognex, maker of machine vision systems and sensors, celebrating its 40th anniversary. By the way, on the Fed, um, a July hike is no longer being fully priced in, Jim. Now it's September. Um, yeah. And we did have, as we said earlier, 10-year below 142 right. is the lowest since the ninth of the month. Well, here you go. Mortgage rate's going to go down again. Yep. Those who didn't buy a house will buy it. We had some core logic numbers that show that continual uh, rise in the price of homes. Uh, there is a shortage of homes. Uh, that continues. It tells me that you got to buy Lenar, but you got to buy toll. I mentioned this last night. I mean, toll's got a tremendous limit. You know, toll's up 47% Dave, for the year. I did not know that. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. You have not yet today said to me, Jim, your investment club owns Boeing, and how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the fact their investment club owns Boeing, Jim? Not, not proud. I'm still up on it, but I do think that Boeing. Are you still? You know, there's up a on drumbeat it? of Boeing that have to change the CEO. Why do you own the stock? Why can't you just sell it? Because when China comes back online, oh my and God, I've been sitting here for three years listening to the same thing. It's not three years. Two years. It just makes it's it only up. two years. It's only two. Okay, two years is a while. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring back the CFO, Greg Smith. He always told me as it was. Be the CEO? What do you want him to come back as? I don't care. <laughs> I just like the guy. The guy would tell you, hey, listen, things are good. Things are not good. I like a guy who says things are not good when they're not good. How about that? Do you like a not good guy when not, things are not good? Yes. Well, I then how about Steve Tusa? CSPs today? He rarely sees good Call things. me Ahab. He's after him again. Oh. He's now saying that, you know, look at Flannery could have done this. If they'd let Flannery do this, it would have made a lot more money than Kolb. Talking about the breakup of GE, of course. Interesting piece today in the journal, by the way, about the success of 
the appliances division after its sale to China's higher. Right. Uh, and the fact that actually they've added jobs in the United States. I know. Kind of surprising. And talking about how it could be seen as a, an endorsement of the strategy to split up the company with the focus, of course, of these various units. Well, just another sign that it, it's like you always say with Apple, own it, don't trade it. Yeah. I mean, GE was constantly trading huge segments of its portfolio. Look, right. I, I think that when we look back at what they sold, they got bad prices, and we look at what they bought, they got bad prices. So what is that? That's buy high, sell low. David, how much does that do for you? Is it, it good? Well, you know, the first time, all right, second time, but when you do it for the fifth time and the sixth time, it starts to hurt. Share donor. Yeah, when you're giving up cash flow and buying cash flows at too high multiples that don't produce what they were supposed to and you got a lot of debt, it doesn't go well. And it didn't. But, but Larry now is we're the, on the other side well, of that. One of the, Larry. I mean, it's all first name Tusa, with me today. Tusa doesn't Col seem to agree. Well, uh, Steve Tusa, who is the axe, so to speak, at J.P. Morgan, does say that the unfunded pension, now he's got that one. Boy, he has something every day. Up his sleeve. You know, I, I had the for, I had the good fortune to be with David Blaine recently, the, the magician. Again? He, yeah, I know. Or no, we put a, <laughs> he put a card right underneath the CEO's watch. Like, whoa. Um, but I think, you know, David Blaine has, like, many cards up his sleeve. Tusa has got a whole deck of one-eyed jacks. He's relentless. He's relentless. But don't you admire a relentless it's a, it's CEO? It's a unifying principle you among successful a, a, people, I notice, is being relentless. But, and but he's certainly one of them. But you can't, if you listen to him, you really can't. I mean, he's basically saying Flannery had a better shot. Now, Dave, what does that mean? You I, can't really, what? Flannery, Flannery was after uh, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Him out. Yes. Well, well, Flannery to, didn't last too I, long in the know, job. I, I got a new phrase Wouldn't coming make in for 2022. What people yeah. said. I'm going, I'm going bygones, be bygones. All right. It's a new status for me. It's because I read a lot of Dalai Lama over Thanksgiving. That guy has game. He does. You wouldn't believe it, man. So you got He's that about guy. happiness. So you ever you read the guy? That, little you guy? Got, you got that going for you. He's so smart. He's smarter than uh, Man in Oz. He's smarter than, uh, well, a lot of people. Sorry, I got to keep saying big hitter, that llama. Caddyshack. <laughs> I never met the llama. Big I met hitter. Bishop Tutu. Wow, that's a good one, too. Oh, my God. I sat next to him for dinner. Wow. Holy cow. I asked him if it was true that what Reagan said. He said, Mike, how are you doing, uh, Bishop Tutu? Fine. And then Tutu asked him, how are you doing? He goes, Tutu, so-so. <laughs> Reagan, only Reagan could That's do that. Good, yep, that is classic Reagan. You know, we mentioned Twitter earlier. Uh, B of A does upgrade Square today, guys, oh, uh, that to was, neutral, yeah. 221. Um, the fact that uh, Dorsey can now uh, devote themselves full-time to the company they see as an incremental positive, especially with the Afterbay integration looming, Jim. But did you see that price target cut that they snuck in there? I was one of those who was like, hey, let me use this one to really just slash my 68, you know, take it down to, well, he hammered it. Yeah. 221 is the, the new target from B of A. Oh, yeah. From B, I'm sorry for the Twitter. Now, here's what I want, want to tell you about, uh, about Square. I have Dan Schulman on tonight. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, from Dan, PayPal. That's the first time he will PayPal. have... Appeared hey, since PPP is PayPal Pinata. Since they bowed out with the one sentence from anything having to do with Pinterest. Right. So what we have to say is here's a stock that was at 300. Now it's at 180. Can't really find footing. Buy now, uh, pay because later. Of Square, buy now, because pay of later. Afterpay, been, right? Because of Afterpay. Uh, because of Klarna. Buy now, pay later, which is a, because of a firm. Because of Stripe. Because of Shopify. The long knives are out. And they have to monetize Venmo. But, David, here's the, here's the issue. Are there too many companies in this sector? 
uh, buy now, pay later, or which sector? In the payment sector. Remember when payments was the, I don't know. the holy grail of fintech? That's a good question. I have no idea. I would have given me a yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, well I would have liked something out of no idea. Let's see. I have no idea. Carl, ask me something. <laughs> ask you something? <laughs> yeah. How are you? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, you're funny today, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I am yeah. funny yeah. today. You, you I got an early s- night's sleep because that game the, is so boring, I didn't the, need to watch the second no, half. The Holy cow. Jesus, Russell Wilson, get your... Get hey guys, here. here's a story that we were following last week. Which what, was about Activ- how Metcalf is never targeted? No, Activision. Um, and oh, no, Activision Cody. Blizzard? They're, the CFO, the COO, and the head of IR are all kind of on a road show talking up the road company. Road show? Yeah, on Zoom. It's a, a Zoom, Zoom road, road show. show, but meeting with investors, getting what? sponsored by various investment banks to talk. And apparently they're talking about making a lot of progress, um, and they're blaming the Wall Street Journal for their troubles. The Wall Street Journal. Yeah, because the Wall Street Journal. I didn't know the Wall Street Journal caused all that trouble. No, yeah, well, you know, a lot of Are they intersectional harassment? It's the journalist's fault for actually reporting things. One of the greatest statements that that board ever put out is like, we no longer tolerate sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know. You'd think that when they do that, a roadshow like that, they'd at least have a senior female executive on the. Maybe they don't have it. They used but to. That story came and went. We'll see if uh, Kodak. Well, that road uh, shows we'll obviously having the intended effect there. Yeah. Uh, no, that stock. I mean, yeah, that's that's not good. That's my, my wife is not a playing of mine Candy would say Crush. That's suboptimal. Suboptimal. Yes. My wife is not playing. Can- Stop. I told her. I said, listen, these scandals. She goes, I still love Candy Crush before I go to bed. Candy Crush versus me. Better than the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, passed over that one quickly. I did. I did. I'm going to move on to Disney, which oh, is also geez. in the investment club. Oh, come What are you having that in for me today? Let's see what else is in the investment club. Oh, when I hold it up to your head, I get it. Sorry. Where's that SPAC music? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Disney's been a suboptimal situation for a little bit here. And yet I keep thinking that Disney Plus is one hit away from getting those mojo back. By the way, the, the ESPN numbers remain hideous, but... ESPN Plus. Oh, is doing well, actually, um, uh, the Get Back oh. uh, documentary about the Beatles is being seen as kind of evolutionary because it's outside of the so-called Disney-like umbrella, well, they need uh, which that. could be good for uh, for engagement. You got West Side Story reviews coming in pretty good. Yes. And Kanto. Last night they had. Although a- Loop today cuts it to 190, right? I, they were they at just, 205. They didn't mention the investment club pick. <laughs> they spared me that. They did. But uh, look, I happen to think, and I, what I said to investors in the club last night, do you really think back, a year, think a year from now, do you really think this stock is Disney's, the franchise is on the rocks? Do you really think that? I mean, they obviously have a, you know. No, listen, it may also, I mean, it's got to be getting hit a bit on concern about tourism, um, parks, yes, ships. But, yes, but it doesn't it have a, I mean, is it going to go all the way back to before Disney Plus? I don't think so. That's it, had, it had a very strong 2020, if we go back and look. But, yeah, it has been a uh, – it's, it's lost almost 20% of its value this year. Uh, not good. And as we pointed out many times, because it is interesting to see, Netflix's market cap now exceeds its own by about 30 percent By the way, Netflix is up 1.5% in a rough tape. Netflix is a classic stay-at-home. I mean, the people are going back to that. I mean, I'm sure if we look at Zoom – I haven't looked at Zoom in the last 30 seconds. I'm sure that's up. I mean, look, the knee-jerk, the knee-jerk thing is back, and I say that is wrong, okay? I think you buy companies that do very well with lower interest rates, and that means you buy Toll and you buy Lenar. Oh, Zoom's down. Zoom was up earlier. 
By the way, you know, if you want to, I'm going to give you some aggressive ones. You can buy Home Depot, you can buy Lowe's, buy Tractor Supply. Why not? Uh, Tractor Supply, I mentioned uh, last night on the show, I said, the analysts, if they ever went to the parking lot, they wouldn't see any Benzes, no Beamers, so then they would dismiss it. But there are other people who do shop. And Tractor Supply is for if you decide to go to the country, if you're doing Zoom. I mean, does it really matter if you're in the country in Zoom or you're in a suburb? No. So you go to the country. You go to the country that's like, it's further than the suburbs. Understood. Right. It's rural. Rural. Yes. Tractor Supply's numbers have been extraordinary. I mean, just, it's not even planning season. Look at that chart, David. When did I first tell you about Tractor Supply? Long time. When did I say it was the key to the market? How about 55? No, you. Mr. Trash me for Disney. And- hey, come on. I, I call like I see it. I, Ford, I always give you kudos. NVIDIA, I never stop. AMD, I never stop no, talking about it. Tractor Supply. Yeah, Disney uh, and Boeing haven't looked so good for you. Uh, what are you going to do? David, I love you. Yeah. You risk adjusting, too. Your returns are great. Thank you. You, you still got Costco? Oh, uh, I, you, my cold, dead hands, you, yes. pry, you have to pry say, Costco away. Uh, Telsey today goes 540 up to 600. Uh, returns this year not as good as Tractor, but pretty darn good. Well, Rich Galanti is the CFO. Is he not coming to Disney? Is he coming to our CFO conference? I went to Disney CFO. McCarthy, she's real good. Yes, she is. Uh, there's a conference, CFO conference. But uh, Rich Galanti's on the call, and he runs a masterful conference call. And I'm not saying he has contempt for the analysts. I would never say that. But he does explain to you, listen, you know, someone said, what's the key to Shanghai? Why are you doing so well? See cucumbers. <laughs> when I was sick and uh, when I had my back surgery, he would send me a joke every day. It made me happy. Everyone was good. Everyone. Who knew? Things you learn. It's very, very touching. Very nice. As we go to break, uh, take a look at the bond report. Let's see how treasuries are doing. Yields down across the board. Uh, 10-year yield right around uh, 144, although we were lower earlier today. Uh, And we'll keep our eye, of course, on uh, Senate banking with uh, Powell and Yellen on deck in the next uh, half hour or so. Don't go away. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CMEHQ with breaking news. Our November read on Chicago PMI. And we're expecting a number in the neighborhood of 67. A big miss here, 61.8. 61.8. That is the lowest read of the year. Actually, I take that back. That is the second lowest read of the year. The lowest read was February. So it takes us back to February when we're under 60 at 59.5. Now, how bad is it? Well, we know Omicron's probably going to take a little chunk, at least temporarily, potentially out of the economy. So this may be already old news. But I will throw this out there, that prior to COVID, if you look at January and February of 2020, both those numbers were in the 40s, just to give you some perspective. Squawk on the Street will return after these messages. concerned about the supply chain. We have more inventory than we did a year ago and have the inventory that we need to be able to support the business. And we are seeing progress. The port and transit delays are improving. In the Southern California ports in particular, where you've been really focused, um, we've seen a 51% improvement in that flow through. And that's helped a lot as it relates to categories like toys, 
which are so important for Christmas. All right, so Walmart's chief Doug McMillan yesterday with his views on the supply chain talking to the president, talking about some of the uh, metrics of improvement they're seeing in shipping containers through clogged ports. And this morning, the Volkswagen CEO says the worst of the supply chain issues are behind us, uh, seeing light increases in production volumes, and that's showing up in, in that's new sales. That's what I'm hearing, too. Yeah. Uh, the, there was a note out of Guggenheim today, which basically says don't panic on Walmart. But you mentioned yesterday that how the loss of Brett Biggs is regarded very good CFO. Now, it's not going to be for a year, but did scare people. And you're talking about a company that has a 1.5% yield. It's now selling only 22 times 20, 22 earnings. And Boogenheim uh, says it deserves a premium. And one of the things that we have to watch for these companies is that, you know, you can order. They have no minimum, a lot of them, on the delivery, how much it costs. So people are, you know, ordering a can of soda. Really? Yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but that's what... That's very wasteful. Well, well, Mr. Scold, I didn't bring it up. But obviously, it's, it's very small. wasteful to have a can of soda delivered. Really? Well, no, I'm saying that people are abusing the uh, no limit. And I think that they ought to reinstitute a limit. And I think it would help their profit margin. Uh, meantime, Elon Musk uh, tweeting about the ongoing supply challenges, right. at least in Tesla's business, uh, said uh, this year's been a supply chain nightmare. It's not over. He'll provide an updated product roadmap on the next earnings call. It'd be nice to hear him on the call. Yes. Okay. I mean, by the way, everyone admits that he has the best in-house production. Uh, even the the, uh, the Get Musk squad at Ford, I think, would agree to that. Uh, look, he's remarkable. And he even he does a lot of stuff that is otherwise outsourced by other people. I mean, I think it's almost like, David, he foresaw the problems with supply chain. And he really has a gun that shoots around the corner. He does. I don't know that he foresaw them, but he does like to have control over as much as he possibly can. He's a control freak. Yes. Uh, And that includes all levels of their production. But to have him back on the call would be a little levity. The calls were interesting. And then notice the stock took off as soon as the calls got boring. (laughs) And, you know, I miss the kind of, like, uh, do you remember it was like the Shana? You it, it, remember the old sixty yeah, minutes? Yeah, he would insult people. He doesn't. Yeah, I mean, he does not suffer fools. Saturday Night Live should have done a yes, spoof of yes. it because remember they did that lousy Dogecoin thing where he was the head of it. Because it's like, oh, really? You are a dope. Next question. Yeah, I miss those days. Maybe we'll get him back. Yeah. Uh, we did lose some ground here uh, after Chicago PMI disappointed. Back to 46.21. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, guys. Uh, the market's doing what it always does with COVID uncertainty, and that is saying, well, we don't know what's going on, but either way, tech will win. You can see that today in the sectors. Just take a look. Uh, tech down slightly, but holding up much better than the overall market. The only stocks up in the Dow, you know, Apple, uh, IBM, Intel, for example, uh, consumer discretionary holding up reasonably well. But look, industrials, financials, energy. You see the story here with the cyclicals notably weaker and the growth stocks doing better. So the the mantra is very simple. Either way, tech wins. That worked during the COVID uh, concerns and it's working so far today. And it's growth over value and it's large cap over small cap. Small cap value have been really hurt in the last four or five days. But if you can just take a look at the markets since like Wednesday or so, you can just see what the market's doing here. It's exactly what's going on here. So tech is up actually about 1%. Uh, since uh, last Wednesday. Uh, industrials down about 4%. Energy's down about 4%. 
and banks are down about 6%. So there you go. You have your growth over your value. You have uh, cyclical stocks, underperforming uh, growth names. This is the standard knee-jerk reaction. We don't know what's going on with COVID or its variants. Let's do that. Who knows how long it'll work. I just want to point out Europe has been struggling with an old-fashioned Delta outbreak for weeks now, and their markets have been under pressure prior to Omicron. So right now, the Euro stock 600, this is just the last two weeks. This is the S&P 500 for Europe is down 7%. Spain's down 7%. Germany, France, again, they've really been struggling with Delta outbreaks over there. So they've got problems even before Omicron came out. Asia's been hit very, very hard recently. I mean, Asia has had a very tough year in general. But Hong Kong, the Hang Seng, that's a new 52-week low right now. Korea also has closed at a 52-week low. And this did not happen with Omicron. This has been a problem all year with supply chain issues. The EEM, that's the Emerging Market ETF, that's sitting right near a 52-week low. Japan, that's not a 52-week low, but the Nikkei's gone nowhere. The Nikkei is flat for the entire year. With the S&P up 25%, the Nikkei uh, is flat. We're waiting for Powell, but we have his testimony. And, of course, he's hit the market concern that's out there right now, which is our supply chain issue is going to continue now with all this uh, issues with the Omicron. He said... Greater concern with the virus could reduce people's willingness to work in person, which would slow progress in the labor market and intensify supply chain disruptions. And that's what the market's worried about. A second wave of supply chain issues, not a delta of supply chain issues that may emerge here. So remember, in the first wave, the supply chain problems resulted in higher material labor costs, but they were passed on to the consumer. So the profit margins of 12 to 13 percent, 13 percent is a record for the S&P essentially were maintained in the third quarter. Now, the concern is if we have these higher costs for much longer, we may not be able to pass on those higher costs uh, uh, ad infinitum, and that's going to eat into the the profit margins. Carl, that's the main issue right now. We don't have an answer to any of this, and that's why you see those knee-jerk reactions we were talking about. Carl, back to you. Uh, Indeed. Uh, We are beholden to the headlines for a while. Uh, Bob, thanks. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. I want to mention the fact that J&J, when they announced the breakup, and this Alex Gorsi, uh, the stock shot up to a uh, high 170s. And now look at the stock. I mean, it can't get out of its way. It's got a good deal. Obviously, the chart is very bad. Um, dividend uh, is totally safe because they got a triple A balance sheet. And I think people ought to be thinking about a J&J uh, or a drug stock because if we are in a slowdown, they should stop selling these and start buying them. And J&J is worth a look. I believe some people worried that they're not done with the great vaccine issue. Forget that. They've got so many good franchises, and that stock's being thrown away, and it's always been wrong to throw away J&J. Mm-hmm. Jim, how about tonight? Okay, I, I didn't know David gets some bookings. He's probably even go, traveling this week. but uh, Nothing they, like this. No, I mean, look, Mark Benioff for earnings, okay, and I'll, I'll tell him to forgive you for whatever you did. He, he has forgiven me. Oh, he has, okay. And, I mean, getting I'm, Benioff at this point's not a big deal for you. You talk to him like every other day. <laughs> it's kind of true. I'm Dan Schulman. Wasn't he on last week? I got told. You got a great show. No, no, no. I'm really looking forward it's to hearing about Schulman. A month Aren't you book. looking forward to hearing I'm gonna, Schulman, yeah. Carl? Thank you. Yes. yes. But see, Carl's a gentleman. Yes, he is. Yeah. You, on the other hand. <laughs> a scoundrel. <laughs> we'll see you at 6. Uh, Mad Money, of course, with Jim Cramer, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, a reminder... For Jim, you can get in on the new CNBC Investing Club. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club or use your phone, point it at the QR code, and it'll take you right there. When we come back, Capitol Hill testimony from Powell and Yellen. Don't go away.
You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.